Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Hey, y'all. Hey. Oh. Come on, share so we can get started. Good morning, Mia Daniels. Good morning, Lexus. Good morning, my Renaissance grandma. Hey, Shanquita J. Good morning, Keija. Good morning, Masa. Good morning, Katina. How y'all doing this morning? How y'all doing? How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. I'm sharing. I need you guys to share as well. Good morning. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Hey, Sherm. Sherm, you were on my heart and mind the other day. Um, check in. Let's talk. Catch me up with where you are. Um, have you fallen in love? Have you got married? Like, I don't even know what you're doing. Catch up with me. Um, so that I can know where you are and what you got going on. Um, good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey. Oh, my God. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Y'all in there? Oh, hey, y'all. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Meredith. Good morning, Frida. Hey, Frida. Good morning, Almisha. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, Sandra. Hey, Jamaica. Hey, baby. Hey, Hood. Good morning. Oh, my God. Hey, Auntie Cheryl. Good morning, Lavenda. Hey, Julia. Hey, my baby. Hey, Cherie. Good morning, Deshauna, to the best hairstylist in the world. Not knocking nobody else who do hair on here. Y'all all great. I'm talking about my stylist. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Hey, Katino. Hey, Whitney. Hey, Tammy. How y'all doing? Hey, Masa. Woo, y'all coming in fast. Good morning, Kirby from Lawton, Oklahoma. Kirby, let me know how your doctor's appointment went. Hey, Jerrica. Hey, my baby. Hey, Sirfield, the other best stylist in the whole entire world. Oh, oh my God. Hey, Jeanette. Good morning to Shannon. Good morning, Cherise. Hey, Yara. Good morning. Hey, Annette. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey. Oh, my God. Good morning, Artie. We're going to get started in just a second. Um, Drop me something good in your comments. Tell me something good that's going on in your life. Um, it could be something you're grateful for. Just, you know, tell me something good. Probably the biggest thing for me right now is rest. I've been able to get rest. So I'm so grateful for rest right now. And um, just restoration. God has been restoring relationships. And I'm so happy because sometimes, somebody say sometimes, sometimes there are things that happen in your life. And for whatever reason, immaturity, um, 
not seeing eye to eye. Masa like coming to this retreat. It's going down this weekend. Pillow talk is going to be everything. The intercessors are praying like crazy. It's going to be everything. Um, so um, I'm grateful for restoration. Like I have so much gratitude in my heart. I'm thankful for relationships. I'm thankful. Oh, you Kirby. If I could do the whole Baptist shout, I'm so grateful you can clean your own house. I know that is milestones from where we are. So, Father God, thank you for Kirby's healing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for Kirby's healing. Um, but I'm grateful for restoration of relationships. Um, sometimes um, there are people that are supposed to be in our life, and sometimes things don't work out the way that we intended. Uh, sometimes people get upset. Sometimes um, offense comes in. Sometimes somebody can say something um, to someone and it traumatizes them like it's a traumatic experience and you don't even know it caused trauma. And then if they don't know how to speak their words, like they may not know how to articulate to you how they felt about what you said, or you may not know how to articulate to them how you felt about what they said. And then we lose um, important relationships. Woo! We lose important relationships. And sometimes because if we're hard or we're broken, we just like, oh, well, um, no big deal. Um, we let go of the relationship, right? I ain't chasing nobody. Um, all of those other things. And we got to be careful with that chase. One of my sweet friends um, said to me the other day, she said, there's such a stigma with chase. She said, but if the relationship is worth it, I think it's worth to reaching out to the person and saying, you know, hey, what's going on? You're somebody of value of me. And I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's up with us. So I think those things are important as well. So I am big into relationships. I am big into community. Sometimes it's hard for me because I'm an introvert. So you extroverted folks, be kind to your introverted friends. Y'all be sharing. You extroverted folks, folks, be kind to your introverted friends. It's not that we don't love you or we don't want to be connected to you or we don't want to be involved. It's just not our nature, right? You got to know people. It's just not our nature to do things a certain way. Um, be cautious and careful um, for people who have been broken or traumatized um, by other things. Like I was bullied growing up. Um, that was really hard for me. Um, also, I dealt with some rejection and abandonment issues, right? So you got to be able to communicate where you are with your people. It's hard for me when my people stop talking to me without telling me. That's really hard for me because I believe in reconciliation. Um, I believe in admitting when I'm wrong. Um, I will fight to preserve a relationship that I know that God has given me. Um, but I will also allow something to be released or go if it's not, if God is not in it, right? So we we want restored relationships. Can you put that in the comment this morning? We want restored relationships. Like we want relationships to be healthy. We want relationships to be restored. The whole kingdom works on relationships. You are not meant to be here alone. You are not meant to be isolated. There is a tribe. There is a community that you are supposed to be attached to. And I also want to share with you, I'm, this is where I'm going to lead it. I'm going to get in the devotional. Um, like also a big, huge thing for me is we don't have to, um, you don't have to stop worrying about fitting in, Right. A lot of times we spend so much time trying to fit in 
that um, we um, miss um, what can happen in community. Um, it's not so much as a fit as about it about it is as, as acceptance, right? We 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 accept each other. We accept differences. I think we have life. Um, figured out as if it's a puzzle. And sometimes I don't know that it's a puzzle. Sometimes it's like spaghetti noodles and we all lap over. Sometimes it's like waffles. It's compartmentalized. Sometimes it's messy. We all are just on top of each other. Like it just, there is no certain fit the way we think, right? But because we categorize, oh, everything is going to fit in my life as a perfect puzzle. I don't know. Like, um, uh, or, you know, broken crayons that we think can't color and still can color. It's just so much depth to relationships and restoring relationships. And so God created us to be in community and have relationships. So can we pray for that this morning? And, and it seems like every time we get in a community and agreement, there's so much power and agreement for relationships to be restored. Can we pray that as a community today, God will do some things. Miss Artie said something powerful. She said, I'm looking forward to restore relationships. That's hope and expectation. Remember, we talked about hope and expectation, right? So we're going to be pushing. I'm looking for restored relationships. I'm looking for healthy relationships, right? I'm looking for kingdom, the kingdom fit, not this world's fit, right? Um, can I tell y'all something, a few things, and then it's all going to tie into the devotion. Like, my, my late husband and I um, didn't fit like we what people would have thought fit we were so different from each other um one of my best friends in the world we are so different from each other but we just know we go together like i always use the analogy my late husband and i went together like peas and carrots didn't make sense but it tasted good right um i have other relationships that are like mashed potatoes and peas you just mix them together and they just taste good like and if we stop trying to figure things out um, based on our hurt, based on our trauma, based on our experiences, based on the things that we've gone through. Um, if we stop allowing our past um, to take precedent in our now and our future relationships, if we start asking the deep things like, um, you know, um, the deep things like uh, start asking the deep things of myself, like what's speaking in this relationship, what in this relationship, what in my head is talking to me? How am I responding to the person? Remember, we talked about providing safe places for people to talk. No more me tools. No more if someone's trying to share with you what they're going through or give you a point, providing a safe place for someone to talk. No more me too. No more looking at people from judgmental perspective or pain in our past. All women ain't the same. All men ain't dogs. Um, every person new in your life, you, you can trust the Holy Spirit. And then we also learned last week, if we trust God with our heart, say, I got to trust God with my heart. If I trust God with my heart, even when I'm disappointed, and even when I'm hurt, God has my heart. That has been the biggest difference for me this last year of my half of my life to place my heart in God's hands. And so even when I'm disappointed or even when I'm hurt or even when something doesn't work out in the relationship, um, my heart is in God's hand. And because my heart is in God's hands, then what happens next is then he helps me with the disappointment. And then the whole thing between men and women 
um, and how we communicate and how we are in relationships is a really big deal. And many of us have learned improper communication with the opposite sex because of culture, because of our houses, um, because of my God, um, religious thought processes between men and women in relationships. And all of these things have destroyed our relationships, right? But we want restored relationships. We want a healthy kingdom of God. We want healthy households. We also want to break any of these generational things that have just been reported or from the next generation, right? Because we teach our next generation how to act. We want to break those generational things so that we can begin to have healthy relationships. Our sons and daughters can have healthy relationships. Our children can communicate with each other. Like all of these things so that we can have healthy relationships um, and live in, a, in an accordance that God and a harmony that God really intended us for us to live that has been destroyed time and time and time and time again. The kingdom, God, Genesis, first beginning, God did not mean for us to be alone. We got to stew on that. We got to chew on that. We got to walk in that reality. And then we got to stop. Um, I think it's two and eight. We got to stop and think from the place. What in my life is trying to shift me in the space um, and tell me that it's okay for me to be alone? Or what in my life is trying to shift me in a space and tell me I can never have healthy relationships? Or what in my life is trying to shift me in a space that is trying to tell me um, that I can't get married again? I told a part of my testimony in my story last week of how fearful I had been to get married again, and I didn't even realize that. And because I was fearful, that fear has been sabotaging really anybody getting close to me. I'm just going to be honest. It's been just pushing me in a space that every time somebody tries to get close to me, um, I try to figure out what's wrong with the relationship or I try to discredit God in the relationship or not even opening myself up to date. And dating is cultural. It is. Um, but even to open myself up to be in a space to receive someone from the Lord um, because of my fear of losing. Again, when I lost my husband, that was devastating. What happened was really real and really true. It was overwhelming because all my future plans was locked into plans with him. So when I lost my husband, I had to rediscover my identity. Well, the difference or the part of the journey that's most important is we really don't rediscover our identity in Christ. Ooh, come on. Say that. Put that in the comments. Put that in your notes. I have to discover my identity in Christ because if I don't know who I am in Christ, I will put all these other expectations on other people. Woo! Come on. Come on. I will put all these expectations. If I don't know who I am in Christ, come on, y'all. Talk to me. If I don't know who I'm in Christ, I will put all these expectations on other people. And then every time somebody disappoints me, um, that's just another marker for me for how relationships don't work. But Ephesians reminds us again and again, oh my God, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers of darkness who know that the kingdom of God works on harmony, who knows that the kingdom of God works in fellowship, who knows that the kingdom of God um, works in, uh, in agreement and us getting along and us working in one accord, but I have to get back to the root and discover my identity in Christ and my identity in God and not my identity in people. The sum total of who I am 
is not based on the people that are in my life. The sum total of who I am is based on the God that I serve who created me. And I tell people this all the time, and I think this is important. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead this thing this morning. I think that this is important, right? I need y'all to hear me, tap in, listen. I think that this is important. And here is why, because I feel God tempering our heart this morning to open us up for restoration, to open us up for community, to open us up. He is breaking up the fallow and the hard places in our lives. Will you will you put your hand over your heart this morning and say, Lord, I need you to break up. Woo! You may not even know you have them. You may think that the way you act or respond to people is justifiable and our pain and our disappointment and our anxiety and our fear will always tell us that our response to people is justifiable. It'll always tell us the way we treat people is justifiable, but the whole kingdom works on two principles and that's love and serving. Woo! Jesus said, Bo, when they was like, he's like, hey, I didn't come here to serve. I came here to be served. When they asked him what the greatest commandment was, they were like, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus was like, to love God with all your heart, which means to be in pursuit of him, um, to love God with all your heart, and then to turn around and love others as you love yourself. Well, I first got to learn the type of love that God has for me and the kind of God that I serve and who God is. And outside of religion, outside of religion, outside of church. And when I say church, because we're the church, right? And when the church causes hurt, I'll wrap my identity in that as well. Woo! And the church has done some things to protect itself that don't even necessarily line up with the love of God. Woo! Freedom. Come on. Somebody say freedom. We're going to get some freedom today. We're going to get some freedom today. Oh, we're going to get some freedom. We're going to heal some relationships. We're going to heal some companies. We're going to heal some businesses. Some of you guys are in the, have an influence in the particular area you are in. And if you carry the grace of God and the love of God with you and the glory of God with you, it'll straighten out. It'll impact and affect culture. You are here as Christians. You, you don't, you don't become a Christian in and out. Like you carry Christ with you. I'm not a, I'm not, um, a teacher and then a Christian. I'm a Christian who teaches. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christ. I'm a Christ follower. And so I don't put my Christ following down. I take my Christ following everywhere I go. I take my Christ following on social media. Take my Christ following when I'm at dinner with dinner with friends, right? And so the 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 way the kingdom works is to love and to serve. And anything in my heart that is um, telling me the opposite of love and serving probably is not like God. So I've got to discover my identity in Christ so that I get all these unreal expectations off of anyone else. And I put myself back into a right relationship with God. Oh my God, which in turn heals all my wounds. I tell anybody, I didn't get saved. I got baptized at eight, but I really didn't get saved until I was 27. And Jesus for me was not just a get out of hell ticket. Jesus for me is what restored my identity to the original factory reset. Like God created me to be original factory. Like he created me to be like him made in his image, in the image of Christ. And so Christ restored my identity. That's why I'm a Christ follower 
freedom came to me in Christ. When I was a slave to sin, I was imprisoned. I was locked up into dangerous behavior and ways that was really uh, distracting me and taking away from my identity. And when I came into Christ, guess what, Angela? He gave me my identity. And that's the freedom that God wants us to walk in so we can work and walk on one accord. But, 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 we have to return to the Father. We have to return to the love of the Father. We have to really understand how created how God created us and he created us for our glory. And I'm going to go over this the next couple of days. So Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. Come on, let's get in this scripture. Father God, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. We want more revelation so we can experience your power. We want more revelation so we can experience. Tell the Lord this morning, Lord, I need revelation. I need revelation on what Lakeisha is talking about this morning. I need revelation. I need to see this the way that you're speaking through her. I need to get this. I need you to break up the things in my heart that do not allow me to love the way that I'm supposed to love. Oh my God. I need to learn how to walk in deeper levels of forgiveness. I need to learn how to forgive others, Lord God. I want my relationship with my children restored. I want even if you got an ex, like you don't have to be like friends, but like, even if you got an ex, like I want that relationship restored where we're still healthy for each other, especially if we have children. Come on now. Oh my God, Lord, give me revelation for these relationships. Give me revelation of who I am in you. Let me get my hope and expectancy up that these relationships will change. Oh my God. And these relationships will bring you glory. So Ecclesiastes 3.11. And remember that Ecclesiastes is another spot for wisdom. You can get wisdom um, and Ecclesiastes. And it says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. I love this scripture. He has also set eternity in, in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God is doing from the beginning to the end. No one knows what God is doing from the beginning to the end. Faith, um, when people um, try to tell you like they know everything that God is doing, they always got a word. I promise you that is not how faith works. And no one knows what, this is the word saying this, no one knows everything that God is doing. No one knows everything that God is doing. And remember the first part of this Ecclesiastes, we, there's a poem, it's a beautiful poem that's talking to us about seasons, right? And so we're not going to understand, but our lives, your life, my life, touch yourself right now if you can, touch yourself. Your life is a part of the redemptive story. Like we are the continuance in Acts, right? We're the new church. You're, you're going to go down in the hall of faith. You're going to be a testament um, to the hall of faith. You're going to be a testament to future generations if Jesus doesn't return about the goodness of God. So your lives are a part of the redemptive story. And you got to start seeing your life as a part of the redemptive story. Put your hand on your chest and, and touch yourself. My life is a part of the redemptive story. You're a part of this story. So every moment in your life, I'm, I'm just describing what this scripture means. Every moment in your life has meaning. Woo! Come on, come on y'all. Every moment in your life, make sure you're sharing this today. Every moment in your life 
has meaning. We may not understand all, we may not understand the meaning of it all, but I promise you it's all working together for your good. You got to get revelation of this. Every moment in my life has meaning. The trouble has meaning. The heartbreak has meaning. Come on now. Um, the, the disappointment has meaning. The discontent has meaning. Every moment in my life, Joyce, every moment in my life, Renee, every moment in my life, Juanita, has some meaning to it. And I'm a part of this redemptive story. I'm a part of God's plan. I'm not a lost cause. Woo! My children are not a lost cause. My husband is not a lost cause. My purpose is not a lost cause. I'm a part of this redemptive story. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know, woo, you got to know this. You got to understand how God works. Go back to what I just showed you. God knows what he's doing to the end. Like God knows what he's doing to the end. And all of this is working out together for the good of those that love the Lord. When you love the Lord, it's going to work out for your good. It might be some strange places. It might be some dark places. You may be so far off your path, but when you love the Lord, it is working together for your good. You're not a lost cause. Your children are not a lost cause. Oh my God. Um, the, the, the divorce you went through, it's not a lost cause. Come on now. Um, the baby you lost is not a lost cause. Come on. Even the abortion you had, it's not a lost cause. God is going to turn these desolate, dark, deserted places that have occurred in your life. The cancer was not a lost cause. Come on now. Oh, my God. When you lost the house, it was not a lost cause. My God. When things didn't work out, it's not a lost cause. It's just not a lost cause. It's working in this and it's working off for your good. And this is where we learn to trust in faith. And this is the most difficult part of the journey because we want to see how it all works. Man, this used to be the heart. It's getting easier. Now I'm going to say, this used to be the hardest part of my life. I wanted to know how everything was going to turn out. Woo! I wanted to know how everything Lexi was going to turn out. I always needed to know the end but faith is not knowing the end. Faith is trusting, Francesca. Like faith is trusting, Keijer. Like faith is trusting that I don't have to end. Trust is a big part of faith. And guess what? We got to trust from the beginning to the end. Oh my God. You got to trust this from the beginning to the end. And I'm going to pause right there. And I got some more for y'all tomorrow. I'm going to clean this up tomorrow. But you got to trust from the beginning to the end. So if I got to trust from the beginning to the end, I'm getting ready to pray for these relationships. Um, I got to trust that if God has made everything, every person that I'm attached to, right? And everything will be beautiful in its own time. And this is where we lose patience with people, right? Because we want people just to show up beautiful. Forgetting people are working through their mess, just like we working through our mess. And giving people permission to be able to work through their mess and understand that and in their own time, 
they're going to become beautiful <laughs> in their own time. They're going to turn into something greater. And sometimes it's hard for us to even see people painful in their mess. Like it's hard when we see people we love and it's painful, but we have to know that it's going to turn beautiful. Oh my God. And God's kind of beautiful in its own time. So let me pray. Father God, I thank you today for bringing us to revelation that we need to, we need restored relationships. Woo! We need restored relationships, Father. We need you to intervene in our relationships. Um, first of all, forgive us for the damage that we may have caused. And Lord God, we want to forgive and release others who've damaged and hurt us. We know that it's not the person that's working against us. It's a principality that wants us to lose hope. It's a, it's a principality that doesn't want us to be bold in love. It's a principality that does not want us to trust you. It's a principality that wants to fragment our society. It's a principality that wants to fragment our relationships with our children. It's a principality that wants us to lose hope so that we don't believe in healthy marriages. It, it's a principality um, that's working and it's prophesied in your word that mothers will be against daughters and fathers against son. But Lord God, we come to you today because we believe in you for restoring relationships. Thank you for every relationship that you have brought into our life, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Thank you for restoring those relationships. Thank you for breaking up fallow ground. Thank you for breaking up the hardened hearts. Lord God, let us see where we're wrong. Let us see what let others see where they're wrong and let us humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God for you to go do a greater work in these relationships. Everybody that's supposed to be in our life, bring them. Anyone that's not supposed to be in our life, Lord God, you remove them into the circle of people that they're supposed to be in. Father God, we're asking you to clean up our circle clean up our hearts. Help us, Father God, with our trauma. Help us with our drama, our dramatic interests and exits that we continuously have in the lives of others. Help us to mature in our relationship. Help us to love others as you love us. And if we don't have an understanding of your love, Father, we want to know your love so we can properly love everybody you're attached to. Lord God, do not let us be selfish in our relationships. Oh, my God. Hold us to a higher standard than this world. Oh, my God. Hold us to a higher standard than this world. My God. My God. Hold us to a higher standard than this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. That is so powerful. So hope and expectancy. We're believing God. We're believing God to restore relationships. We're believing God. And I want to give you this because this is important. If you are going to heal, you are going to have to forgive. <laughs> and if you are going to forgive, you're going to have to nurse, stop nursing it. You're going to have to stop rehearsing it. You need to curse that and disperse it and let it go. You need to take it and send it back you need to let anxiety and fear stop telling you the narrative for the relationship. You need to um, stop already preempting, pre-putting what you're going to say to this person when they return. When the Holy Spirit leads you, 
You never have a premeditated conversation in your thoughts in your head. Woo! You never have a premeditated thoughts in head. That's anxiety. Anxiety brings you to a place of premeditation. Anxiety brings you to a place of what you're going to say, say next. Fear will bring you. And you don't have to worry about protecting your heart if your heart is in God's hands. Because God is going to protect your heart and God is going to care for you. And I'm going to give you something more powerful, right? Because you love the person. Do not feel bad for still loving a person that disappoints you. Love doesn't just go away, especially when there's history, especially when you've taken stuff. Love just don't. So don't feel bad about loving that person. And if it's somebody that it's a relationship that it's ended and it's supposed to be over, don't feel bad because you love that person. Don't feel bad because it didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Let the Lord heal your heart. Let the Lord heal your heart. Let, let that go. <laughs> Don't keep nursing and rehearsing what happened and get the freedom. And then you operate in forgiveness. Sometimes forgiveness is closure. We be waiting on closure. I love good closure. Like, I don't like walking away from any situation and we haven't hugged it out. Like, I want to talk to you, hug it out, and then separate. If we've got to separate it, we got to be like Lot and Abraham, go our separate ways. I need to hug it out with you. I want to, I don't like ending in strife because that's not of God. I don't like ending in contention and dissensions. And that, that comes with maturity, right? So you have to operate. But when someone doesn't want to close the door with you, Closure is very hard. When somebody doesn't want to close the door with you, then guess what? Your closure to the situation is forgiving them. Teresa said, heal the broken hearts. Your closure to the situation is forgiving them and then providing a safe space that if they do decide they want to return and talk, right? Because the relationship needs to be worth the conversation that you provide a safe place and say, you know what? I'm allowing, I'm going to allow them when I'm in a good space and we can talk and really hear each other, I want to be able to allow them to come back um, to share because that's really what love is. I love y'all. God loves you so much more. We're going to get our relationships healed. We're going to get our relationships healed. And then pray and ask the Lord, Lord, help me um, navigate through all my relationships. Um, I have five sons. I have to deal with each one of my children differently. My oldest son is 30, Judah is 12. I do not operate with Judah as I do 12-year-old. I do not operate with Judah as I do Josiah, who is now 18. Um, I have to talk to Josiah different. He has different love languages. My oldest son has a different love language. My middle two have different love languages. My baby boy has a different love language. So I have to operate with them at the capacity that they need to be loved and not how I think they're supposed to be loved. That's another key component to restoring and healing relationships that we stop loving people and treating people how we want to be treated and know the people that we're loved and we're called to and learn how to love them. Can I give y'all a save the date real quick? December 17th. Put that on your calendar. Um, it's the last pillow talk of the year. It's free, but it's limited space. We will also have it via Zoom for those of you that are out of the state, I'm going to pour that into you guys. I want to sew that into you guys. That's also my birthday. So if you want to be a part of that, when we drop registration, get registered because the on-site is limited. 
and then the Zoom is available. So go on and mark that on your calendar while you're making your plans for Christmas. December 17th, I want to be at this last part. Pillow Talk, it's four hours. It's going to be from 7 to 11. Um, I love you. God loves you so much more. Two things. If the Lord places on your heart to partner with this ministry, partnership is how we continue to spread the gospel, feed the streets, um, take care of all the other things. Last Feed the Streets is the last Saturday of this month. That's how we do that. We do that through partnership with your partnership. Go online, give your donation, tie C, whatever God tells you. Go there, lmjministries.org or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Second thing is, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, oh my God, this is your moment. This is your fresh start. 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 And I want to um, pray with you. And I want you to receive. Thank you for that. Thank you for those of you who are saying part um, uh, partnership is um, 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 a blessing. Um, I want to pray for you if you've not accepted Jesus. Um, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, do me a favor. Go back, go send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And guess what I'm going to do? I want to send you a Bible. I'm going to send you some materials because I don't believe in praying the prayer of faith. And we can't, um, I don't believe in praying the prayer of faith. And then I, um, you're not properly discipled. You need to be properly discipled. So I want to make sure that I properly disciple you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Um, show up. Be here tomorrow. Let's keep learning more about the love of the Father. Let me bless you. Woo! Let me bless you out of my mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, I feel the power of God. Come on. Let me bless you out of my mouth. Oh, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May everything you put your hands to prosper. May you see a hearty return on your seed. May God overwhelm you with goodness and mercy and his love today. May you receive the power and the grace of God. May you be overwhelmed with his goodness. May God do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think, or imagine. Woo! May you feel an outpouring of his love, an outpouring of his peace. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. May the Lord redeem time in your life today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've yet to share the devotional, go share it. I love y'all. I'll be back here in the morning. Ladies, this weekend edition, Pillow Talk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm going to do this. If you're a small business business owner and you have something, and thank you to our sponsors, Love Travel Girl, Drew Projects, and um, Fit Chick. <laughs> um, I can't even get it out. Um <laughs> Come on. And Fitchick, Renee Hatton, thank y'all for sponsoring this Pillow Talk. Thank you for the all those of you that have sponsored women. Um, thank you for those that have done that. Um, if you, we have these amazing bags. If you're a business owner and you can get this to me within the next couple of days, if you got a business card, it's got to be a tangible, it's got to be something tangible. If you got a business card or you want to put something in these gift bags, you can put something in these gift bags. Um, but I need you to get it to me within the next couple of days. 
um, because Pillow Talk is tomorrow. I really need you to have it by the end of the day. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Someone else needs to experience the love of God through you. The only way they're going to know that God is love is that you show up in love in God's stead. I'll see you in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.